Hey guys, welcome to the Katie May Show. I am Katie May. I hope you are ready to keep it real and talk all things marriage because that is what I do. Thank you so much for joining me on the journey in the pursuit of having an awesome marriage and accepting nothing less for this one and only life we get to have here together. Let's do this. Hi guys. Welcome to the Katie May Show, first official podcast and YouTube episode. Oh, snap. I am so excited you guys have tuned in to hear about my story today, because that's what we're going to talk about. Uh, (laughs) And uh, like anything I share in this podcast, it's always because I feel like it can benefit you. First and foremost, that's why I'm doing what I'm doing. And I think there's not really any other better way of letting you in on um, my journey as uh, becoming a marriage coach, because believe it or not, that was not my whole life's goal. I never knew that was something I was ever going to do. Um, And I think that the best way to do that is to start you right in the middle of the worst of my husband and I's journey together. Uh, we were married about nine years at that point. And we had just left a really uncomfortable session with our therapist. That was our fourth, by the way, fourth therapist in nine years. And, um, I was pretty convinced it was over. So was he. We left the session with us sitting on opposite ends of the couch, both of us with our arms folded and uh, really just in self-righteous anger towards each other. I had gotten to the point where I so firmly believed that divorce was not a thing right? Like I just did not believe in divorce. I was raised in a Christian home. Um, I, I still do not believe that divorce should happen just so you guys know where, where I stand. Um, but there, and and let me, let me clarify, there are absolutely instances that divorce should happen. And that's for you guys, um, religiously speaking Bible even says that, but um, in that moment, I was really at the point of getting to do my last stitch effort, like check my final box, because I had reached the point where I knew I had done, I had done everything I possibly could have done to fix my marriage. And it wasn't getting better. And he was even less uh, affectionate. He was, well, he was at that point completely tuned out and felt totally self-righteous in doing so. And so did I. So we left that therapy session and I was like white knuckle gripping my steering wheel. And at that time, just to put it bluntly, it wasn't because I was losing him. Um, because I felt like I had made my peace with that a long time ago. Um, but it was actually honestly more to do with the fact that 
what I had envisioned for my life was falling apart and there was nothing I could do about it. There was nothing I could possibly, I could possibly do to control his part, to get him to come around so that we could work on our marriage together and make this actually awesome. And I just remember the, this song coming on the radio, um, enough by Lauren Daigle. I don't know if you guys know that, but it absolutely broke me. Um, because as I was sitting there gripping my steering wheel on my way to pick up my son, everything that was going to take place next or could possibly take place next as a divorced single parent was running through my head, right? Like I have to give up half of my time with my son all because my husband doesn't want to do the work that I need him to do. So we can have an honest, close relationship. I have to, um, how am I going to afford an apartment? I was a stay at home mom for three years up until that point and had just gone back to work as a case manager in the foster care system, making like no money. Um, and how can I possibly keep him in the same school district all while affording that kind of lifestyle? Who is he going to be with, with my husband? Who's my husband going to meet and share the responsibility of raising my son with like all of those things just flashing before my eyes and what our future is going to look like. And holidays are stressful now. Anyways, how are those going to look with who, you know, whoever, all these other parties in the mix, right? Um, what's it going to do to my son? How is he going to grow up? And that song came on. And I remember like just instantly, oh my gosh, like I have a growth mindset. I've always believed that growth and change are possible, which is why I love therapy (laughs) up until that point. Right. And, um, but I was so focused on changing our marriage. I was so devoted to our marriage that I lost sight of myself, my own personal growth, my own personal desires, goals, purpose for my life. And I was a wife. I was a mom. And that was what I was focused on doing. And each and every day, my husband would come home to a resentful, um, unpleasant wife, because in my opinion, he was not holding up his end of the bargain of what a relationship should look like in a marriage. Um, we trust was broken for both of us on both sides. I was highly justified by mine. Um, and so all of that to say, we entered into a, uh, that after, after that session, we entered into thankfully a, uh, short term, thankfully for the short term, um, separation, we did it in home because money and, uh, the logistics between our son. So we started the separation at home, drawing boundaries between who would take care of our son on what day and all of that jazz. 
So that lasted four months. And, um, in that process, because I had had that realization in my, one of my, one of my many low points in this process, let's be honest. Um, I realized that the only thing I could control, the only thing I really ever could control, I just had the illusion that I had control over our marriage, um, by bringing him stuff and telling him to read this book and making him come to therapy and, I was so desperately trying to get him on the bandwagon of personal growth and change because I was so convinced that our marriage could not be what it, what I wanted it, what I so desperately decided I needed it to be in order for me to be happy that I stopped taking action on my own independently, regardless of what he was doing, regardless of what his responses were. I lost sight of my ownership over my own life. And now as a marriage coach, I talk to a lot of women where this is so common because it's done subtly and it's done with the best of intentions, right? Like we just think we're trying to be the best versions of ourselves by being a great wife and a great mom. And we end up putting ourselves the very bottom of the barrel and no good relationship comes from when you lose sight of who you are, right? A relationship is when two strong, healthy individuals come together and work together and team up to do life, right? That's the ideal part. So what do you do when you want to thrive at life and you want to just kick butt at life and your partner doesn't necessarily want to hop onto that bandwagon with you in the way that you feel like he or she should. And what I had to learn in my own journey is I just said, that's fine. I'm, I, our marriage is obviously falling apart, no matter what I had tried in the past. So I'm going to start with my own personal therapy and my one-on-one. I've never truly done that. Um, for years, I denied the fact that I had any trauma in my life and my past to even be worthy enough to go to therapy. Um, I, and that was just the only other place I knew to start, right. Coaching wasn't really on my radar or I really wasn't even aware of it until a couple, couple years, a year after that. And, um, thankfully in the process of me realizing I need a new life (laughs) for myself. And I just started to, instead of, instead of the roadblock mindset of, oh my gosh, this is all falling apart and there's nothing I can do to fix it. You, when you get to that point, I saw what I did have control over and what I had control over was how could I make myself happy? What things could I change to make myself happy? And that totally shifted. I got a different job. I went to therapy. I read all these self-help books, right? And um, one of the books I read was the Rachel Hollis, Girl, Wash Your Face. Uh, And that led me into knowing more about other influencers. And I followed Tony Robbins and Brendan Burchard and Ethan Willis and um, all these just amazing influencers. And I stumbled upon a new job. Uh, where I was able to become a uh, high performance consultant. And in this job for this very influential um, 
influencer and high performance coach, right? Like I, who, he, who can't be named, <laughs> uh, cause I'm not affiliated with him. I'm independent now, but it was absolutely life-changing. I got trained in coaching. I got to work with these amazing high achieving people doing all kinds of amazing things in the world. And what I zeroed in on was holy crap. This is what's, this is what's missing in relationships. This applied to relationships can transform them. And, uh, and I obviously got a chance to try that out on a lot of my calls with the clients that I worked with then, uh, the beautiful part about all of this was I heard over and over again, so many people tell me that they tried therapy and it didn't work for them. And so then they had just totally ruled that out. And whether that was just because they got a terrible therapist, which why do you guys think we were on our fourth? It took us a while to find the one that actually was worth their salt and actually knew what they needed to do to, to help us. Right. Um, the, the true transformation came from when I worked on myself. Right. And I talked to so many other people who said they had the same experience and said, well, see, we tried therapy. So clearly since that didn't work, we, we got a divorce and that was that right. So many stories I've heard and I realized, okay, if we just focused in on what they needed to do as human beings to find their own purpose, to devote to this purpose in their life and how to get them to level up in that their relationships transformed. Even, even when the, even when their spouse was not part of that coaching process, even when they weren't sitting next to them on a couch talking, it was transformative because this individual was transforming. And so in March of 2020, when the, uh, when everything shut down, uh, I decided this was the time to launch a business because I was pregnant. So what else, you know, what other better time to do that? Right <laughs> No, uh, in all seriousness, my husband, who is a collegiate volleyball coach, uh, his season got canceled and it was, we, we had our son home with us at the time. And I was working from home and it was like now or never, right? This is, I just felt it in my heart and God calling me to know and trust that my own personal journey, plus the professional experience I had, I going back, going back now, um, I have a background in human and family development from Arizona state university. And I got that because I just didn't know what I wanted to do other than I know I wanted to help people. I didn't know how, I didn't know what that was going to look like. Um, and the more careers I tried after that, it all led me up until this one point. And now I finally was clear was like, yes, this is the game changer because this is like my superpower, all of my professional and now, now personal experience of transforming my own marriage. Um, and for the record, yes, it does take two. My husband was, um, once I did my work on myself and I started to become that woman, that vibrant, happy woman who was also able to see her own part 
not, not say he's totally right and totally off the hook, but I was able to, in my own growth journey, see how I was contributing to the dysfunction in our marriage where I wasn't before. And no therapist was really, truly holding me accountable totally to that side because it was obvious that my husband was in the wrong. Right. And according to them. Right. And this is the thing is I was so toxic with my words. So while his actions may have been wrong, how, what he was saying and doing may have been wrong. I was totally justified in how I spoke to him as a result. And I had several therapists let me off the hook for that. And the truth is, is I didn't give myself enough accountability and weight of how bad I was breaking down our trust in our marriage by what I was saying to him, what I was communicating to him. His biggest complaint our whole time together was, um, that he didn't like how I talked to him, that I wasn't respectful to him. And of course my rebuttal in that time was, uh, you don't, I don't believe your worthy of my respect that kills me even just saying it right now. Um, cause at the time it's, uh, it's funny. It's catching me off guard like this because I've talked about this so many times, but at the time I just looked back and, um, I felt so justified and it didn't bother me at all. So I actually, I love that it's breaking me like this because we have such a beautiful relationship now that it hurts me to think, uh, back about how, how far gone we were and how far gone I was in our marriage and how hurtful I was with my words so easily. And this is why I do what I do. This is why I want to launch this podcast. This is why, uh, I am a marriage coach and I work with high achieving women to change their marriages into the relationships they've always wanted to have because, I myself have seen this happen, not only with my own marriage, but now with so many clients. And it's so freaking cool (laughs) because I get to, my job is literally, I get to have women come to me in these horrible states of their marriages where they are just so lost for, you know, at a loss for hope and wondering if it's even possible to save. And I get to come in and breathe hope into their situation. I get to come in alongside them as a mentor and a life coach for them and walk them through how to specifically identify those blind spots in their contribution in the marriage and how they're already being something, a version of themselves. They don't want to be as a result of how he's responding to them whatever it it usually stems from yes, childhood, because that conditioning comes up so deep from us. Right. And so often we are contributing to the very cycle. We don't want to have in our marriage, the very cycle that's making us unhappy in our marriage. We are subconsciously keeping that going because we are unaware of how we are contributing to it. And so a huge part of my work is just that, right. Is you raise that awareness and we turn the light bulb on and then we've got some, we got something to work for, right? Work with, we take you from there and move you forward. But I teach you how to, how to also help your 
bring your husband along with you. So it's not just you outgrowing him. Right. In some cases it is, it is the case that it, cause it does take two, it takes two people. And in some cases, very few, uh, that the husband doesn't decide to come along for that journey. The woman that I work with, my client ends up being a better version of herself who is able to go on to other relationships, not repeating the same pattern, because that's also statistics as well, right? Um, whether you, if you divorce in your second marriage and your third marriage, the statistics of the likelihood of that being successful actually goes down every time. And it's because we have to do this personal work in us, regardless of what the marriage relationship status is in order for us to break those chains and cycles within our relationships. Hey ladies, thanks so much for joining me in this podcast. And I wanted to just take a moment here and ask you guys if uh, this episode is just really resonating with you at a deep level. If you're listening to this thinking like, yes, this sounds exactly like what I go through. This is exactly what I need to hear. And you're wondering, you know, how you can go about truly starting the process of changing your relationship with your spouse, whether it's, you know, you guys feel stuck in the same old, same old fight. You find yourselves feeling more like roommates you recently had kids, you're trying to reconnect, your kids are older, and you just kind of let your relationship go to a passive state. Uh, Or maybe you're on the brink of divorce. Honestly, every single scenario, if you're looking to just step into a better version of yourself and truly transform your relationship, I want to just let you know that there is absolutely hope for you and I can help you do that in a very short amount of time if you put in the work and you're ready to make a real change. And if that's true for you and you're saying yes to all of this, then you would be a really great fit for my Badass Wives Club. That's going to be launching January 26th. It is going to be 12 weeks of group coaching and you'll get my live coaching every week and It's going to be just the bomb. Only women who are truly seeking after the very best life that they can step into for themselves, and they're not willing to settle for just an okay marriage. Those are the women I want in this group, and that is what you will be surrounded by. It will be love, support, accountability for you stepping into that life for the next 12 weeks beginning in January. So if that's something that is truly interesting to you, that's something you really want to take action on right now, then you need to reach out to me ASAP and I can send you the application to see if this is going to be the right fit for you. Do not wait on this. Don't put it off. We all know what happens. There's a million other things to tend to. And If this is even just hitting you in the right spot, make sure you reach out to me right away so we make sure we get you the information you need because, you know, we all get lost in our New Year's resolutions and truth be told, this just can't wait. We only get one life to live and we only get one marriage. Let's just make it an awesome one. All right, ladies, you have a fantastic rest of your time and uh, let's resume this podcast episode. And what's really, really cool and really interesting about 
um, my own personal work, but the work I do with my clients is that it permeates all relationships, right? Our husband, our spouse, right? Is the mirror to us and they're with us all the time. No one else is anymore, right? Besides our kids and they can be pretty good at that too. But this is the point is when you isolate how you're contributing to the dysfunction in your marriage and your contributing factor to that, uh, and we can give you, I can give you the strategies and the tools to start breaking that down on your end, then every relationship in your atmosphere, right? Right. Wherever you are, whether it's with your kids and of course with your husband, that's my focus, right? Um, it all starts to change because when you stop that particular pattern, when you stop feeding into it, like you have your, your friendships and relationships, your marriage change, it has no other choice too, because you're not responding in the same way. And so this is all a huge part of my own background and my own story. Um, I, I, I thought I did everything right going back to the beginning, right? Like when we were, well, first when we were really just about to separate, I didn't think that I just, I didn't think that we had really the true permission, the true, uh, like I said, I was raised Christian. So I didn't have like a, in my opinion, a biblical, out, if you will, to get a divorce. But I was to the point of feeling so lost in our relationship, in our marriage, in my life that because I thought I had done everything I possibly could and read all the books and went to the psychology classes and all of that, I was giving myself that out. Like, well, I clearly can't do anything about this. So I guess there's nothing else to do, but just walk away. And I had plenty of people, uh, validate that in my life. And it wasn't that our separation was necessarily wrong thing. Actually, I've walked several of my clients through separating with their spouse as a way of healing, because if you separate with the full intention of healing yourself and the hopes of reunification, that can be a really powerful thing. And it was for us thank God, but it was because of how I utilized that time in our separation. And my husband reached out to mentors in his life during that separation. And we were able to take ownership for our, our stuff and come back together. But that was just the starting point, right? Once that reunification happened, it's like, now you've got years of stuff between you two that you need to get rid of and formulate new things. Because in those moments, it was like, I knew I knew two things in, in that, in the moment when we were, we were going to separate and I was in my car, I knew I did not want a divorce and I knew I didn't want the marriage I had, which is really conflicting. Um, so what do you do with that? You don't want a divorce, but you don't want the marriage you have. Like, what are you supposed to do with that? And I said, like, I, I was like to God, I literally was just like, well, it's gotta be something completely different than if I'm, if I'm going back, if we're even 
if, if reunification is even a possibility, right? Like at the end of all of this, who knows, but if that is even a possibility, because I knew that was the third thing I knew actually was that God creates miracles, right? Whether he's going to give me one, I don't know, but I know that that's what it would take. And if he is, and we will reunify, it's got to be something completely different. And because even going back into our early years of marriage was tumultuous, you know, like it was, it was high, high passion. Everything was really great or everything was really bad. And we would fight a lot. Even, um, I have an ebook and I'll post the link in the show notes for you guys to read more about our story and how we got started. It's called we fought on our honeymoon. It's only 12 pages. So it's a short read. I'm way too, uh, ADHD. <laughs> to sit down and read a long book. That's what audible's for. And that's coming soon too. But yes, it's a short story ebook, 12 pages. We fought on our honeymoon. And it is to tell you guys, even from the very beginning, our marriage was tough. Like I don't ever remember looking back and thinking like, you know, like I talked to some people and like, gosh, I just want to get back to this one stage. I just want to Um, if we could just get back to that honeymoon stage or that time when this was going on or, oh, before kids, you know, like there was really not that time I could even think of in my head where it was like, yeah, that, that would be that time. If we could get back to that time, I'd like to reunify. I honestly was just like, no, like I, this has been a struggle for a real, like from the start, you know, and with that came all those other beliefs, limiting beliefs within my head. I didn't even know, right? Like it was hard from the start. It's never going to be anything better. Like you've got enough proof, right? Like this can't change. And all of that I had to face head on with, if it's going to be different, it will be different and God will make that happen. But it's because I'm going to commit wholeheartedly to my part not letting him off the hook of the fact that he had a part two, right. But, but not trying to be the accountability in that, not trying to punish him for his part. Like I had for so many years, releasing him of that, forgiving him of that, regardless of how he felt for my own peace and my own well-being, and just showing up as the best version of myself every day. I had to figure out what that even looked like. You know, I was sitting at a convention with this new job and I was listening to uh, Eric Thomas talk and uh, Brendan Burchard talk and Eric Thomas said, you know, what are your goals? And I was like, "Uh, wow, (laughs) I mean, besides like my corporate life and they asked me like what my goals were at my job, getting married and having a kid was like my goal in life. Like it really was, I didn't have any major ambition. I was hoping I was going to get a job that I loved because I wanted to help people. I thought about becoming a therapist, but that was truthfully like, I never had some huge ambition, except I just felt like I was made for more. I knew in my heart that having a kid and being married that never fulfilled me. And the thing is guys is because it's not supposed to right? Like that was a huge realization in my journey also is your relationships, no matter how great they are, no matter how well-meaning your spouse is, relationships are going to cause you some kind of pain because we're imperfect people. 
And there is no such thing as a marriage that will totally complete you as a person. And that's the, the mindset that's so freeing, because when you release your spouse from that expectation, you can start focusing in on, okay, if I'm unhappy, instead of focusing in on all of the reasons I'm unhappy because of them, if I take them out of the equation of my unhappiness, if I can zero in on why I am actually unhappy in my life that you can work with that you can change. So it gives you power back. Oh, I'm really unhappy in my job. I had to realize I'm like, I'm not, I I was not cut out to be a case manager in the foster care system. Um, I loved, loved that job. I loved the kids, but it absolutely broke me. Um, because it is such a broken system. I know everyone says it, but it's just beyond. And it, it was the catalyst of the first experiences I had. I know I was there for a purpose because I've, I've learned so much as a result of that. Um, but it was, I was exposed to other therapists because that's, I worked at a behavioral health facility and I was confronted by a few of them who said like, you're very triggered because you have unresolved trauma in your background. And I'm like, my parents are married. We are a white family in Arizona. Um, my dad's a cop. Uh, I have a brother, like what trauma are you talking about? You know, like these kids I'm surrounded by, they have trauma. I don't have trauma. I can't go to a therapist, right? Like they need therapy. I don't. And when it's, this was the part of reform formulating the definition of trauma and what I, I want so wholeheartedly, and I'm so many more episodes to come on this is how society has decided what trauma should be or should looks like and how your brain actually prom like actually processes trauma is very different, right? So your trauma could be just as simple as, look, I did have two very well, like great parents who loved me, who provided for me, you know, middle-class family stayed together. They loved each other. Um, So I had a lot of good going on in my family. And even in the best of families and the best of circumstances, your parents are also imperfect people. So I had to come to the terms of, even though my parents were great and I had this great upbringing, I also experienced trauma in my life. And by going back and facing that of just like how their own opinions, emotions, and feelings impacted me, their own mistakes impacted me. But also there's two parts to that is my part. And my part was how did I take it? How did I internalize it? What was I deciding, believing about my own capabilities and life and the way I should be loved by my husband, or I should love my husband based off of how I was raised. And when I focused in on that, that was when I had the freedom to change the things in my life that did not serve me. And that was when my husband felt also safe enough to confide in me and vice versa. And we were able to rebuild trust and 
now we have a deeper level of connection and vulnerability and awesome sex that we've never been able to have right. 12 years into our marriage. And this is exactly why I do what I do, you guys, because it is so freaking cool to see not just lives transformed, but your marriage transformed as a result of it. And your kids' lives transformed as a result of it. It touches everything. And this world is not a promoter of this. This world we live in is, uh, oh, it's tough. You know, it's just not meant to be, you didn't choose the right one. Clearly he's in the wrong and you have no other choice, but to leave. Um, those messages are everywhere for us, you know, wow. Well you, you tried. And so maybe the next one will be better. You know, that's just so normal. And I want to wholeheartedly attack that mindset because if you can't honestly say you yourself are happy, are content, are thriving in your life right now, regardless of what's going on inside, inside your home with your husband. If you can't say I have literally done everything I can to be the best version of myself every day. And my spouse is, my spouse is still not coming along with me, connecting with me, relate in relationship with me. You know, if, if you can't say that, then I don't believe you have tried everything. And I, I want to challenge people every day. This, this podcast, I want to be real. I want to be truthful in all aspects. I'm going to have guests on here from, um, from all walks of life and all different experiences within their marriages to share with you guys exactly what they've walked through and learned in their own marriage. I'm going to have my own clients on here to come in here and talk about what they've gone through and what they've learned from just working with me. Um, because I want you guys to all be encouraged to have an awesome marriage. Yes. We have to recognize that having an awesome marriage doesn't mean a perfect one. There is no such thing as a perfect marriage because there's no such thing as a perfect person, right? Two imperfect people doing life together, a whole life raising kids and then their whole life of ups and downs, right? We have two separate sides of deep rooted conditioning that we've had from our upbringing, our religious backgrounds, like different belief systems, and we're meshing them together and we're doing life together. There is no such thing as a perfect marriage, but you don't have to settle for a bad one. You don't have to settle for a eh, one and you shouldn't because we only live one freaking life here. And it's completely possible for you to thrive and transform the very marriage you have when you focus in on what you have control over and making your life the best version of what that looks like for you. When you can step into your best self each and every day, even if it's just a 1% improvement every day right? When you can do that, your marriage can transform. It's 
Awesome. So um, that's a little bit about me. I hope that this shed some light on you guys a little bit about what this topic in this podcast is going to be about. I am so excited. I will be teaching actively some communication tips and techniques um, and things that I actually walk my clients through. So I hope you guys are along for this ride because I only want people who want awesome marriages in this space. I hope you spread this around like wildfire because I want this message to get across to everybody that leaving is not the only other option. Huge caveat, and I'm going to put this in pretty much every one of my episodes, is if you are in an unsafe environment with your spouse, if you are being abused emotionally and or physically, this does not, this message does not apply to you. Um, you, you should get, you should get help and get distance and get somewhere safe as soon as possible. And there are 24 hours hotlines and lots of support available too. I will also post that in the show notes. So please get somewhere safe. If you're in one of those experiences, uh, hope is definitely not lost for you in any way. Um, I, I have seen, I have seen abusive relationships transformed and repaired, um, but not, but not by people staying in them by people continuing to allow that kind of abuse. Um, that doesn't happen, right? It just, time makes that worse. And so I would just encourage that wholeheartedly for you to remove yourself and get some help and lots of support. Um, because that will begin the journey of breaking that cycle for yourself, for your kids and, and anyone else in, in your, and even your spouse in that system as well. Okay. Um, guys, Thank you so much for joining my first episode. I can't even tell you how freaking excited I am to get this rolling. If you guys have any particular questions for me, if you guys have any particular struggles you want to share with me and you want me to talk about on the podcast, I want all the ideas um, because I am keeping it 100% real on this podcast and I'm not holding anything back because a huge part of this mission is to let's get real about marriage. What does marriage actually look like? Not the BS versions you see on Facebook where, oh, they look so happy. And then before, but, but behind closed doors, it's not right. Like, that's not what I want this to be. This isn't toxic positivity. This is okay. We're in the struggles. We're, we're riding through like all of the, the obstacles, but how can we also make this marriage better? How can we still keep improving? And that is what my whole purpose is for this podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I cannot wait to share with you my second episode and I look forward to seeing you and talking to you again. Bye. Hey guys, thanks so much for tuning in today. I know in such a busy world right now that there are so many things pulling at your time and vying for your attention. So the fact that you're willing to spend it with me is truly an honor. And for those of you who are wondering how you can get involved with me and get more of my content, please feel free to join my free Facebook community at Marriage Empowered. You can also follow me at Instagram at Marriage Empowered. And if you'd like to book your free consultation call, you'd like more information on how I might be able to help you in your life or marriage, and you'd like to know more about that information, feel free to book your first free consultation call with me by going to my Facebook business page at Katie May Coaching LLC. And of course, you can always hit me up on the DMs. 
thanks again so much for tuning in, you guys. And all of this information is also located in the show notes. Have a fantastic rest of your day, and I hope to see you back here soon.